Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Amber, thanks for being a part of the program today. Tell me how you got to Heartlight in the first place. What was going on? Um, I was really disobedient to my parents, and I didn't listen to anybody, and I was rude and disrespectful. Really? Okay. To so, everybody. yeah. Why do you think that? Why do you think that was? What was What was going on with you that you go, okay, I'm 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 doing that. Um, a lot happened. Like I had a bunch of people die. So it just kind of made me hate my life. And then I just started being defiant and not listening to anybody because I felt like it was their fault. I just took it, everything out on them. You, just your anger and stuff? Mm-hmm. Was it the anger because of of people dying or was it just anger in life in general? It was just, I was just angry at life, like how life works and stuff. Well, okay. But I've got to tell everybody, I'm sitting across from a beautiful 14-year-old girl that is, I'm looking at her just going, God, how do you have any problems in the world? I mean, when you were like nine and 10 and 11, was it hard during those years? Mm-hmm. What was so hard? It's always been hard because I've always had like anger issues. So I just always like, I was just always angry. Why do you think that is? I was adopted when I was like born. So I found out when I was like seven so I just kind of like, I've been angry since then. Okay, so do you think at age seven, that's when the anger started? Mm-hmm. And what was it that kind of fueled it? What what made you angry? What made you go, okay, it makes me mad. Somebody gave me up or somebody yeah. abandoned me. What what was going through your head? Um, That somebody didn't like me and I always wanted everybody to like me. So it was just hard to think that your mom didn't like you. Yeah. And so what did you, I mean, so you took it out on everybody else, but then when mom and dad, who took you in, adopted you, did it become difficult to be mad at them at times and still love them at the same time? Yeah, it was hard to like say that I love them and actually really be mad at them all the time. So did that cause a conflict inside of you? Yeah, I was always really confused. Like, do I love them or do I, like, am I mad at them? So when you'd go to bed at night and lay your head down, stare up at your ceiling or whatever, what would you think about during those years? Uh, probably my either my adopted dad or my mom that gave me up. Really? So you would you spend time thinking, why don't people like me? Why don't people want to be with me? Or I mean, is that how you'd spend a lot of your time thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be upset about like... Some people not liking me and then some people liking me. It was just confusing. Yeah. 
Okay, so what started to happen that made it spin out of control a little bit more so that you end up coming to Heartlight? I mean, it's a big deal to to come, you know, a few hundred miles away and live in a place away from home when you're your age. So what what was exploding? What started happening? Uh, when I was in sixth grade, I got my first little boyfriend wow. and <laughs> it didn't go well because then I figured out that more people are going to not like me at some point because we like broke up or whatever. And then I got one in seventh grade and then we lasted like a year. Then I got one in eighth grade and we lasted like a few months. And that last one just threw me off the edge. I was like so angry when we broke up. Do you think that that maybe when I mean the boyfriend thing that that's just what you chose to try to find yeah, acceptance or value or yeah, something? Yeah, I was trying to find acceptance. Yeah, because you felt that way, you know, early on in your life that you weren't accepted or re- you were rejected. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find somebody like to fill in that spot. Wow. You think that any guy could ever fill that void in your life? No, but I'll probably keep trying. Yeah, and why do you think that is? Because I just want somebody to fill in that hole because there's like a big hole and I want it to be filled in, but I'm starting to realize that it's probably not going to get filled in. Yeah. Well, not by those things, you think? Yeah. Now, now it sounds crazy in one way. I mean, somebody, some people could listen and go, that sounds crazy. I think it's kind of normal, but I think God fills those voids in. You know, I mean, in his mysterious and magical, if you will, way and... and um, I think over time, he has an amazing way of filling the voids in our life that nobody else can fill or anything else. You think? Yeah, I believe in God, but I'm not like 100% like in it. So I I don't really know. Is there a part of you that says, um, if God's so good, then why was I given up as a, yes. as a kid? Yeah. I mean, and why did my biological dad died in 2013? Wow. So that kind of threw me off too. So I'm just like, why did he have to take him from yeah. me before I even got to meet him? Wow. And when did you find out about that? Like three days after the funeral. Wow. Wow. Because they didn't want me trying to go to the funeral. Who told you? My mom. Was that hard for her? Well, I don't think it was hard for her until I started like going out of like... I was acting crazy. Okay, and your definition of crazy is what? I was screaming and I ran away. And then when I got back, I was just angry and there's holes all in my walls from me punching. Wow. I was very upset. You know, anger is uh, is kind of all of our response to not getting what we want. You think? Mm-hmm. You know, if I want something, I don't get it. Um, and... Um, so it makes me mad that I didn't get it because there's a part of me that feels like I deserve it. But I mean, anger is kind of that emotional response, not getting what you, what we want. What is it that you want? If you could have one thing or two things more than anything else, and and not material things like an iPhone six or an iPhone seven before it comes out, or a ten or a you know or a new car, but what is it that you'd want more than anything else? To be able to meet my dad. Really? Well, one day you might be able to do that. Maybe yeah. not this side, but I mean, have you been able to meet your birth mom? Um, yeah, she doesn't treat people the way she should, so I, I can't talk to her. Wow. It was an open adoption, but I think we're closing it. Really? Just because it's so hard? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a million families out there that have adopted 
beautiful young ladies just like you. Um, what could what could your parents have done different to counter some of this or to change some of it so that you didn't have to go through all the pain? Do you think there's anything they could do? Mm, no, I don't think so. Because, like, they did the right thing by, like, adopting me. Yeah. Because I would have probably, probably died because I was really skinny. I was a really skinny, unhealthy baby. Hmm. And if they didn't take me, I probably wouldn't have got fed the way I was supposed to because my mom was really young and she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. And she chose drugs over me, so. Wow. So, so, I mean, there's no real message you can give mom and dad or moms and dads out there that, that have adopted other kids? Can you think of anything? I think it was the right thing to do. Like, I think I want to adopt now because of that, so. Okay, you see, now I think that's kind of cool. That's a good lesson that you get to learn out of this whole thing. And you see how special you would be in the life of that child, just like your parents Mm -hmm. became pretty special in your own life. If you can change anything about your relationship with your parents now, when you look back on it, what would you have changed? Probably the way I handled things and the way I treat them. Hmm. Y'all get along okay now? Yeah, we're like really close now. Wow. But we used to be like kind of distant and always in arguments and fights. Like if dad went and he stayed at work longer, me and my mom would get in a fight. But if they were ever together, we wouldn't really fight. Yeah. But yeah. So y'all are getting closer. What do you? When did that start to turn? What? What? What happened that made that start to change? When I came to Heartlight, yeah. uh, we started getting closer because we weren't together all the time and we just miss each other. Yeah. So absence does make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Okay, but when you go back home and visit and spend some time, do y'all get into fights then? Mm-mm. We're like really close now and all of our phone times, we've only had like two or three bad phone times. And it's what would good. be a bad phone time? Um... Us getting in an argument about, like, me asking for something and them saying no would usually turn it into a bad phone time. Like, to be able to write one of my friends or yeah something like that. Well, you know what? Most 14-year-olds are supposed to be selfish. And so don't, I mean, that's you're, that'll change in the days ahead. You're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing your heart and just talking about stuff in your own life. And, and uh, if you could tell your parents one thing, your mom and dad right now, what would you tell them? I love you. Really? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love you, sweetheart. Thanks for being a part of the program, okay? Yeah. All right. See ya. Grandparents shape their grandkids' future in a way nobody else can. Their special, unique relationship with their teen grandchildren can be a transformative part of a family's legacy. And it's important for grandparents to understand why and how they can offer their grandkids what no one else can. Mark Gregston is a grandparent, and he shares the techniques he's learned in grandparenting today's teens, which helps grandparents shift their relationship as their grandchildren move into the teen years. In grandparenting today's teens, grandparents will learn to listen better and develop new strategies to stay engaged and have a meaningful influence in the life of their teen grandchildren. Visit ParentingTeenResources.org and get your copy of Grandparenting Today's Teens Now.
Hey, Maggie, thanks for being a part of the program. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And you're nervous about being here. Why are you so nervous? I don't know. I mean... You made a comment earlier that you said when you think about it, you what? Um, I like speak way more coming from like a logical point of view if I have time to think things out. And And so you get kind of messed up. Yeah, I get a lot more like emotional when I'm not planning things out. So this is going to be fun. It's kind of nice to have you on where you're not having anything planned out. Yeah. Well, tell me, I mean, you're at Heartlight. And so you live here with 60 other kids Mm -hmm. that come from all over. How did you get to Heartlight? Oh, well, I mean, it's a long list. (laughs) I um, I mean, what didn't I do to get to Heartlight? Well, I mean, were things just spinning out of control? um, Yeah, I mean, drugs, like lots of substance abuse, Mm. disrespect. um, I was kicked out of school, uh, truancy, Mm. all that, lots of family problems. Where do you think that all rooted itself where did that i mean for someone to get kicked out of school and do drugs and do all this and this and this and this this what was at the core of that do you think as you look back on that now i think definitely like pain from just my childhood stuff of my family i think like lack of control and pain lack of your control yeah i think I felt really out of control, like, with everything that was going on in my household, and I was, like, using aspects of my life, like, to be, like, in control of something, you know? It was like, okay, if I do this, you know, maybe I can't control mom and dad, but I can control this part of my life. But it was so subconscious, I didn't even recognize it until I came here and was talking with people about it. Isn't it funny that... You're you're trying to control things, but yet you're being controlled by exactly. things that have happened in your it life. It ended up like controlling where I could go and what I could do. Like me trying to be in control ended up, like you said, putting me in the most out of control position that I could have been in. That you lose control. Yeah. Okay, dude. When did you get to a point where you realized, okay, I can't keep doing this? Mm. What what? clicked in your head that you went okay I, something's got to be different heart light I went probably a few months into my program because when I first got here I was like oh yeah I mean I'm doing a bunch of stuff that's like mm. probably it's pretty bad but like I could I could stop never like if I wanted to stop like it's fine I'll be fine like I can so, stop it so what motivated you to go okay I mean, because you fought it for a long I think time. I mean, my, you, you got here and, you know, and, and it was a constant fight. You can tell that your head was churning in one place and we were churning in the other. And it wasn't. But, so what changed? I think the biggest catalyst would probably have to be God. Like, because hmm. I was atheist when I first got here to Heartlight and before for like years. Um believing that I was like, surely there's no God because why would I be such a mess? I was like, well, there's no God out there. But if there was a God, I like don't want anything to do with him because of everything that I've been through. Like if this all loving being mm. was really all loving, then why am I suffering? Like yeah. why are all of these people suffering? But like what I didn't see was through my suffering, like, I became the person that I am today. Like, I wouldn't be who I was if I didn't go through everything. Like, Jesus suffered so much. And, yeah. You know? Is he proud of who you are? I think so. What do you think has been the biggest change in you? Mm, probably 
like what has motivated my biggest change or what have I changed? Yeah, well, when you look at yourself now compared to where you were when you first got here, what, 11 months ago? A year. A year, 12 months ago. Yeah. Wow. What would you say is different? Um, I think my perspective is the biggest thing that's changed mm. at Heartlight, for sure. My whole perception of everything, because, I mean, that just, that affects all of your actions and, like, all of your thoughts, like, how you see the world, like, changes how you do things, how you approach people. Yeah. I think yeah. that's my biggest thing. Wow. Which is huge. How do you think your parents have perceived a change in you? Mm. I think they notice most in the areas that parents look at most, like um, attitude and behavior. So like school and like grades, that's an easy way to like measure that. Yeah. Um, and also just like participation in like family events, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously church attendance, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you, this is what I see. When you first got here, you were so needy. I mean, and clingy and just needy, just like, I need you, you know, kind of thing. And and now you have eye-to-eye contact. It seems like you've grown up four or five years since you've been here. You, you talk well. You discuss well. Everybody wants to spend time with you. Because when you first got here, nobody wanted to spend time with you. Yeah, that's true. And I go oh, so negative. Well, but the transformation has just been amazing. Thank you. I mean, do you see that in you, or is it just people on the outside? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just like genuinely happy, like with my life and like who I am. I mean, some things are still hard, obviously. Yeah. That's just being a person. But I'm just in such a place where like I'm content with like myself and life, and like that just that makes everything easier and better. Okay, so here's the million dollar question because I don't think everybody needs to come to Heartlight. To figure that out. I mean, if so, we'd have a million people Yeah, exactly. Here. What could your parents have done different to help that at home? To help. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that your parents are negative. I mean, I know your parents. They're, they're great people. But, I mean, but I look back and go, could, could somebody have done something different to help you during the time that, that you were struggling? I, I think so. I mean... My parents were really, like, I knew they loved me and, like, yeah. I knew they cared about me. That was never, like, a question in my mind. But um, they were just so focused on, like, oh, school this, this, this. Like, very, like, helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a certain type of way, though. Like, it felt, their love for me felt super conditional. Yeah. It, it felt like, okay, we we only will love you, like, we will only accept you if you do A, B, C. Like, if you're not doing A, B, C, we're not going to love you. And I know that's not what they meant. I know, like, they they do love me unconditionally. But it's what you felt, but, Right, that's how I felt. And so that put a huge rift in between our relationships. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the barrier was? Because, I mean, if, if they're doing it because they want good things for you and you're feeling it different... I think communication was our biggest thing. Mm. We had a really rough time with communication. And, I mean, they interpreted things their own way. I interpreted things my own way. I mean, perception's reality. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to see things how you're going to see it. But I think we just needed to talk more. Like, if we would have been, like, talking to anyone, like, all of us together and, like, really been straight up and honest, not just saying what the other person wanted to hear because yeah, that's yeah. way easier to do yeah. when you want to have a good relationship with someone 
things would have gone completely differently. You think that would have helped to have a counselor sit down with you guys? I think so, because when we did talk to people, it was just like we were all just kind of saying what each other wanted to hear. It was like my parents were like, oh, we love you, and um, we think you're doing great, but we're just having some issues. But do better in grades kind of thing. Right, exactly, that kind of thing. And if my parents would have been like, well, here's the issue, like, this is what needs to happen, my and actually set a boundary with me, yeah. it would have gone better. We just, we didn't have any boundaries. Wow. It was like, wow. we're going to, if they would have followed through, yeah, like yeah. within reason, I guess, like we're going to punish you if you don't do this. My parents were the type of people that would like call a huge game, like talk it up, all this stuff. And it never happened. It so never happened. I like lost respect for authority. So you wanted them to be more strict with you. I mean, now, now that's in hindsight. In hindsight, looking back, but when you were there, you didn't want them to be more strict. I didn't want them to be more strict, <laughs> but it would have helped me. <laughs> I know, and that's the tough spot. I think that's the tough spot that parents always find themselves because they in, want. So. I think you don't want to try to act like you're your kid's friend, but you don't want to be like a drill sergeant. Yeah, it's like finding that in between thing, and that's yeah. really hard to do. That is hard to do. Well, I tell you what, I mean, you're graduating this weekend. Yeah, and, um, it's crazy. I am so proud of you. Thank and, you. And I, I mean, I just am. I just, I'm, I'm ecstatic over it. And uh, and I just want you to know we're going to miss you around here. Oh, I'm going to miss lot. you guys. Yeah, so you got to come back and see us. I for sure will. Promise? I promise. Okay, pinky swear? Pinky swear. Okay, love you, sweetheart. Thank love you for you too, being Mark. a part of the program. Thank you for helping me. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.